The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. Yeah, you guessed it, you downloaded it, you clicked on the thing, so go figure that's what you're listening to. <laughs> welcome, yes, another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world, and believe it or not, plenty of piping news stories are still managing to make their way out there into the ether, so that's what we're going to talk about this week. Plus, we have an incredible interview to bring you this week from Chris Gray. Now, if you don't know who Chris Gray is, then... um. Hmm. We'll get into that. It's a, oh, so exciting to bring you this interview, man. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. Yeah, because Chris was part of the Big Rab Show Beer Tent event, if you remember that far back in August. Yeah, Chris was on that. So, ooh, yeah, can't wait to get into that. But first of all, let's go through our introduction, shall we? Well, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. And there's not that much happening at the moment. Uh, but yeah, if bagpipes are your thing, then we are the show for you. Indeed. Now, each and every week, we like to kick off our show with listener mail, and we will do so. But first of all, we have to get through the, yeah, all of the usual domestics, such as plug the Patreon. Yeah, if you're part of the Patreon faithful, then you guys have been enjoying a load of stuff over there on Patreon this last while. If anything, it's been kind of ridiculous, the amount of content on Patreon. So, I have to say, huge shout out to our Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome! Help and support the show and keep the wheels turning here. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And, yeah, if you do want to go and check it out, you can go and have a look. And, yeah, there's tons of exclusive videos. There's backstage interviews, episodes of Rab Show Plus. Plus, you have our weekly Fuse FM catch-up. So, if you do manage to miss our live radio show over on Fuse FM, where we do a two-hour bagpiping radio show, yep, we give that to our Fuse... Yeah, yeah, we give that to our Patreon folk, I should say. So, yeah... If you do want to help support the show, that's where you go and do it, over there on The Big Rab Show on Patreon. Fantastic. Also, don't forget to check out our Rab Show merch, by the way. Tons of people are doing their Christmas shopping at the moment, I've noticed. So, uh, yeah, good luck, guys, because at the moment the orders are coming in thick and fast, and I'm a podcaster. I'm not a clothing distributor. I'm still getting used to this merchandise carry-on. But, yeah, if you are interested in lifting yourself some sweet Big Rab Show merch, then go along to our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash shop is where it's at. Plus, don't forget to check out our ongoing promotions as well with the Piper's Dojo. I do know a lot of you guys are still taking advantage of that, which is brilliant to see and keep it going. And yeah, I think it's fantastic. You get 30 days worth of Dojo Premium for just $1. So you have to pay a dollar to sign up initially, but you get 30 days of the full premium membership. So they drop the paywall on absolutely everything. So you get access to your live lessons, your one-to-ones with some of the big names in the piping game. And if there's, you know, 
There's so much content on the Piper's Dojo, it's ridiculous. So go over there to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. Take advantage of our offer before it goes. And uh, yeah, $1 test drive for 30 days. And you know, at the end of 30 days, if you want to cancel it, then fine, go ahead. But if you want to keep it on and then, you know, possibly take out the whole premium membership and all the rest, then... You've already started your 30-day journey into better playing, so definitely worth considering. If you're a bagpiper or beginner, professional or whatever level, you're going to get something out of it. So there you go. BigRapShow.com forward slash dojo. All right, let's get into some domestic, like we normally do, which is, uh, yeah, listener mail. I'm all over the place. See, I'm reading my script upside down. What's wrong with me? <sighs> professional podcaster, Rab, for goodness sake. You wouldn't think I work in the BBC, would you? <laughs> anyway, moving on, listener mail. Yes, this week we've had a, a couple of emails actually sent in to us to our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com is the email address as always. Uh, so let's get into the first one. This first one comes from Stephen. And he says, greetings, Big Rab from Somerville, South Carolina. Hello, Stephen. How are you, sir? He says, I must say that although I enjoy bagpipe music, I'm not a very I'm not very big in the bagpiping scene. I say that to let you know that I get all my news in the bagpiping world from you. Uh, Stephen, that might not be a good thing. (laughs) What is it we tell everyone whenever they're listening to the show? Draw your own conclusion. (laughs) Indeed. Yes, do your research, although we do our best to do our research here for you too. So, yeah, thank you for that. He goes on to say, I used to be big into bass fishing. When you live close to a lake, that's what you do. For the longest time growing up, Bass Masters was the only professional tournament group out there. People eventually got fed up with the way the organisation was being ran. And, well, what do you know? We now have a major league fishing. So, I pose the question. If everyone is fed up with the way things are being ran... Why don't the bands come together and create their own organization and own their own competitions? Hmm, interesting thought there. Said, I know it may seem like a daunting task, but when you break it down, it really is just filing some paperwork and setting up some venues to, to which any college kid fresh out of business school can do. Surely I can't be the only one thinking this. You could call it the EMRSPBA. Even more Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association. (laughs) And he wants to know my thoughts. Thank you, Stephen. Um, Yes, it has been suggested by a range of sources. I'll say that um, a lot of folks in the piping world at the minute are considering this. And um, yeah, we've been reporting the story about, you know, the financial problems of RSPBA and so many people griping and complaining of how things are happening at the association at the moment. It's kind of dark days, you know, for the association themselves, and um, they don't seem to be doing much to help themselves at the moment. Uh, Yeah, but we'll talk more about associations and stuff, because as you guessed, yeah, we've got some association news to come on this week's show. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, Stephen, yes, it has been mentioned. You're not the only one thinking this. There has been groups of bands not just here in the UK, but also worldwide, who have suggested the same. There's been plenty of rumour, hearsay and conjecture, talking about that their wheels might actually be turning, and there may actually be something happening in the process of establishing a new piping organisation, or association for that matter. Now, 
I, I can't really pay much credence to it, as you can imagine. Ourselves here in the Big Rab Show podcast, we get a lot of rumours sent to us as absolute fact. Yeah, a lot of folks will email us and say, Rab, I heard this from my next door neighbour's dog who knew a cat who knows that guy who passed the ruling. Yeah, as you can imagine, a lot of rumours circulate through our show. And yeah, sometimes it's difficult to kind of sort out the rumour from the fact. So... Uh, yeah, until we hear it from a number of sources or from the actual source themselves, then we don't pay much credence to it. But yeah, that has been mentioned before about the establishment of another association. I think uh, it's been talked about a possible world pipe band association rather than having the Royal Scottish Pipe Band Association. So there's been a lot of different suggestions and... um yeah, it's been very interesting following some of the discussions online that's been held over social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, various other different sources as well. It's been very interesting following it. You know, a lot of very passionate people out there are very concerned about the current health of our RSPBA and um, just what does the future hold for our competitive piping world. So could we see the establishment of a new organization or association? It could be possible. You wouldn't know. I guess we're going to talk more about that as we get into the piping news this week. But thank you, Stephen, for your email. It's very much appreciated. Thank you. All right. I got an email here from the president of the Midwest Pipe Band Association. Now, I have to say thank you to Jim Sim, who actually sent this in to me. It's not often that a president of an association or a branch would actually reach out to our show and actually provide us with news and... uh I have to say I was so chuffed to receive this email from Jim. He said, Hi, Rab. We enjoy the podcast. Keep up the great work. Just an update on the Midwest Pipe Band Association here in the Midwest in the US. Apparently, they held their AGM on November 7th, and they had a few announcements. As a result, all band and individual solo memberships from 2020 will carry over to 2021 with no additional charge to bands or individuals. And again... Jim, I have to do this. A massive thank you. And that is absolutely outstanding. I love to read that news. And, you know, it seems to be common with branches in the United States. This seems to be happening quite often. Not happening here in the UK, however. We'll get into that too. Uh, But, yeah, (laughs) it's not happening here in the UK. Uh, Let's move on. Apparently, the Midwest Pipe Band Association has a YouTube channel as well, and they have just started uh, an interview series with some big names in the piping game, and they've kicked things off with the adjudicator Ken Eller from Ontario, Canada. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, you can certainly go and have a watch at it. I've watched it, and Ken Eller, as you guys know, are an abs- he's, he's an absolute legend. I think, is, is he affectionately called the captain? I think that's what I know him as. You know, I think that's his nickname. But yeah, Ken Eller has been interviewed on the Midwestern Pipe Band Association uh, YouTube channel. Go and check it out. I think it's about an hour or so long, but it's a great conversation. Really, really good interview. So there you go. Apparently, they're also very proud to announce that all of their outdoor competitions are being planned to proceed as normal in 2021, starting with the Alma contest at the end of May. This includes the Chicago contest as well. And all of that, which for the last three years, apparently, has been the biggest competition in the United States. Do you know, reading through this email here, and there's been a lot of different bullet points and stuff about various different events and things, but those are kind of the ones that I really wanted to hit on. And, uh, you know, it does bode well for 2021. 
Just this past week here in the UK and I suppose in the United States too, we've had news of various different, uh, what do you call them? Injections and jabs that you can get. Vaccines. There you go. Vaccines. What's wrong with me tonight? Yeah, vaccines for COVID-19 and all the rest. And uh, very promising. Lots of government movement happening and hopefully having like mass vaccinations for the population and everything. So very exciting stuff. If anything, uh, give me the jab and give me it now. I want to get back on the grass and start playing again as soon as possible. Um, I don't know if I have to jab you like half a dozen times. I don't care. Just, just give me the thing. Give me it. Damn it! Uh, so, yeah, very exciting news. And it's great to see that the Midwest Pipe Band Association contacted the show for one, but also that they're going ahead and planning competitions as normal for 2021, starting with Alma. So, dead excited, actually, for that. So, brilliant to see that bands could hopefully be grouping up and competing again next season, especially in the Midwestern Pipe Band Association there. So, honestly... That's amazing news. We'll have more stories, obviously, in the rest of the podcast where there has been some competition this past weekend. We'll talk about that. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Jim Shim, Jim Sim, I should say, president of the Midwest Pipe Band Association. I have to say a massive, massive thank you, Jim, for contacting us. And, yeah, keeping us updated on what's all happening there in the Midwest Pipe Band Association. Now, don't forget, if you would like to email the show, you can do. If anything, we encourage it. Please do. Email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Yeah, we're rolling into Christmas. This is what now, the 25th of November. So probably in about a month's time, you're going to be sitting stuffed full of turkey and cranberry sauce and like i don't know so many potatoes and all that there that you're not going to be fit to move but um yeah rolling over christmas we have some very special shows planned um that's all i'm going to say for that but yeah the rab show team have been furiously working hard behind the scenes we've got quite a dose of really good content coming your way over christmas to keep you guys thoroughly entertained yes and that's all i'm going to say on that but yes, get your emails into us, of course. BigRabShow at gmail.com. We always love to hear from you. And it can be news related, announcement related, or even just to say hello. And if you enjoy the show, awesome stuff. There you are. Email us. All right, flying on. Our next item on the show is possibly one of our favorites that we do each and every week. It is our weekly drone. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're actually running a bit short on weekly drones, I have to say. This is the last one that we have sitting in the bank now. So if you guys want to send in your weekly drones, now is possibly the best time. So, yeah, go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And this is the segment where you can talk on any topic at all. It doesn't matter what it is. It gives you an absolute open mic where you can come on the Big Rab Show podcast and talk about everything. You can be complaining, you could be praising, you could be slabbering about your bandmates who don't practice or, you know, the terrible practice conditions in your band hall, shocking. Or you could talk about associations and competitions and all of that, you know, juicy stuff. You can go along thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone and you can do it completely anonymously. There are no names attached to it. There's no bands associated with it. So there's no possible repercussion. And yes, but the only thing that we will edit and yeah, edit we shall is if there is swearing of any kind. So because we are a family friendly show. We don't like to have any swearing and name calling. That's about the only thing we'll edit out. So without further ado, what's on this week's weekly drone?
the weakling drone. Notation, tradition, and tune books. I have something to gripe about. The complexities of traditional tunes and traditional notation, combined with contemporary performance practice. In brief, what I mean is, this, for bagpipe music, we have many tune sources in collections such as the Scots Guards books, and I'll focus specifically on that series of volumes. I've heard the Scots Guards referred to as the Bible of Pipe Band tune notation. My gripe is that there are occasional errors in the books that have never been corrected, even though it has been reprinted many times. It seems to me those errors are often glossed over, and the correct way to perform it is assumed to be the way it is played by contemporary players, solo and band. My question is, whom can I point to as an authoritative voice, either in writing or as a contemporary performer, judge, composer, when it comes to showing somebody this is the correct way to play a tune? As an example of performance practice, Centre's Bonnet Jig, number 166 in SG1, is written dot-cut style, though modern practice is play it rounded. Also in this tune, fifth measure of the first part, the high A dotted quarter note, is missing a dot. There are several tunes where this is a notation error, like a missing dot, or a missing or misplaced grace note, like in the Athol Highlanders, number 181, the second part, third measure, missing an E grace note. Or ambiguous issues like whether or not to play 16th note runs in a march dotted or straight. Like in Campbell's Farewell to Redcastle, number 220, last line, first two measures. I've heard it played straight or dot cut, and one opinion I've heard is that it should only be played exactly as it's written in the book, and any other way is bastardising the music. Sorry this got a little long-winded, but that never happens on your show, eh? As a music educator, I understand music changes over time, and that the tradition isn't really as concrete as we think, as performance ideals change over time as well. So, your thoughts please, on any or all of these ideas. Kudos to you on your wonderful show. Cheers. The Weekly Drone Yes, quite a detailed weekly drone this week, I feel And me as a drummer, who is only learning how to play bagpipes um, Find this question really quite difficult to answer But I do have some experience in this I have, yeah, on good authority That yes, the Scots Guards books are referred to as the Bible (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on Yeah, on good authority, no doubt. But yeah, the Scots Guards books, for those of you who don't know, are a collection of tunes written. And um, they were written years ago. And if anything, like you say, modern day interpretation of some of these tunes can vary, as well as the notation. And there are some glaring errors. It's been reported, even at the time, whenever it was printed way back, that yes, some of these mistakes were there and they were noted. But some of them apparently were put in there deliberately. 
Now, this is something I'm going to suggest that could possibly be quite controversial. Bagpipe notation, yes, there is a standard notation and rules that apply whenever it comes to beats in the bar and different things like that. Dot and cut and phrasing and different things like that do have a certain way to be written. However, I do know on, yeah, good authority again, that uh, whenever a piece of music is selected by a player or a band, for that matter, that a certain little element gets added in there, which you can't write down on a page. There is your own musical interpretation of that music. The written notation gives you a direction of where the tune is supposed to go. Dots on the page, clicks on the metronome, you know exactly where you are, click, 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 to get to the end of the bar. But these tunes should not be played robotically. Some tunes do require playing with some level of feeling and, you know, an an injection of yourself into the performance of them. We have had, you know, previous interviews with players of the Glenfiddich and they talk about their interpretation of Peabrook music. Uh, Peabrook music and its notation and also the mouth music cantor. There is an interpretation of the notes on the page where some people say, yeah, play a dot and cut and that's it, or play it dead straight, or there is the other side, well, maybe hold this note a little longer for a little bit more of an emotional effect to give the music a rise and a fall. And emotion, I guess, is what I'm talking about. So whenever you talk about glaring errors that are recorded on uh, yeah, on books that should be referred to as the Bible of piping notation, then yes, these are well recorded. It has been pointed out before that in many different books written at the time, there have been glaring errors. Now, as to the reason why these errors have not been corrected and formally republished again, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I do believe that they have been left there intentionally. Yeah. Now, for good reason, I did my own research on this and I did listen back to a lot of concert performances that there has been reports of big glaring mistakes by the band. Now, notably, I have to point you in possibly one of the most successful pipe band recordings of all time, Live in Ireland 87. Now, if you've ever listened to that album, the whole thing was recorded live And you can hear early chanters, you can hear drones that are warbling, you can hear, you know, bad cutoffs, you can, there's lots of kind of errors and mistakes and little things that you can point to and say, that's not perfect. And, but the beauty of it is, that album is the most successful recording of a pipe band of all time for a reason. It's possibly filled with passion and musicality. And the band who were on blistering form, playing music that was light years ahead of their time, still stands up today. So whenever you're listening to it and you listen to the Journey to Sky and you hear that little that little cheep in there of a chanter, now whenever I'm listening to it, if that chirp of the chanter isn't there, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> you're listening for the mistakes because it adds to the performance. So what I'm guessing, to answer your question, Weekly Droner, is yes, you can get bogged down in the details and say that a dot is missing or a certain note value may not be completely correct or a grace note is missing or, you know, it's not marked dot and cut or played straight or, you know, the interpretation of it. Yeah, if anything, it's left to the player. It's left to the person interpreting the music. However... You did ask, who can you point these books to, or who can you point these errors to, to get an appropriate answer, and not just one 
from a middle-aged podcaster here in Northern Ireland. <laughs> yes, I would urge you to go and contact the experts. The guys at the National, National Piping Centre, they do hold a library of, a huge, huge library of tunes and everything, all published and bound in leather-bound books. And these guys are constantly working with notation every single day. They also work as part of the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland whenever it comes to educating students and how to actually write tunes. And uh, so, yeah, if anyone's clued up on their theory, then I would go and ask you to contact them. Also, a good friend of the show, actually, Davy Hunter, is uh, furiously involved in publication of books, especially in recent days. He's published his own book called Now It's My Turn. Uh, but he's also done books for, you know, uh, Ross Ainsley, Ali Hutton, uh, Kyle Warren. There's so many that Davey has done. And he has been at the forefront of publishing new music this last while and uh, actually writing out, helping to write out the score music for it and stuff. So Davey would be a good shout too. But they're, they're, yeah, I'm not saying that these guys are experts in their field, but they'll certainly know exactly where to ask if they don't know. So I hope that answers your question. And yes, I noticed a little jibe in there saying things getting long-winded. So um, <clears throat> there's a long-winded answer for you. <laughs> All right. So quite an interesting topic this week and very specific examples as well. I have to admit, I didn't look up the specificness of your examples. But yeah, I may well be grabbing a hold of a copy of a book of that very soon and looking these up myself. So, yeah, I hope that answers your question. It could be down to interpretation, I guess. Yeah, and your own personal influence and your own breathing of life into the music itself. There you are. All right, let's get into the piping news. The reason why you guys tune in each and every week to get updated and all the latest goings on. Oh, actually, before I do, don't forget, we're out of weekly drones. (laughs) So, yeah, now is possibly the best time. If you guys have ever considered sending in a weekly drone, don't keep putting it off. Go to our website now and, yeah, you can give it warts and all and we'll bring it here to the podcast next week in the coming weeks. So there you go. com forward slash weekly drone. All right. Let's get into the piping news. Now, this past week, there was a bit of a news story drop which caused... <clears throat> yeah, quite a stir in the bagpiping world, and one of which will possibly help inform a future show of ours here on The Big Rab Show. What I'm talking about is a new story that dropped from Willie Armstrong of the Red Hot Chili Pipers. He spoke to BBC Scotland in recent days and spoke about how he experienced inappropriate behaviour since early childhood. Apparently, while wearing a kilt and playing with a pipe band and playing various gigs and stuff, he's experienced basically sexual assault with people reaching their hand up his kilts and all sorts of madness. He's also spoke at length, actually, about his experiences playing with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. And uh, now that there's, there's been a law passed in Scotland in 2009 called the Upskirting Law, where it is actually against the law to, uh, you know, take an image or a video or something up someone's skirt or kilt for that matter. Um, so... This is what Willie's actually talking about. He's saying that he's experienced this, especially as being part of the Chili Pipers. He details numerous stories where he's been on stage and women used to come up to the front of the stage and put their hand up his kilt as he's standing there playing. There's been times where he's had to leave the stage because women are frantically assaulting him. And, you know, it's all a bit of a joke. Oh, what's up your kilt, big lad? Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, look, woo-hoo. And, um, 
It's not really funny, is it? Now, the, the, uh, this story broke on the BBC Scotland uh, website, and I don't think they expected the reaction because so many people started agreeing with Will and said, yes, we've experienced this ourselves. I'll put myself out there. I have experienced this myself as well. And yes, as a young kid, I couldn't have been any older than 11 or 12, I suppose. Uh, I was playing snare in grade two at the time, and the band was warming up, you know, getting ready to come on for the, you know, the march past and everything. I think we were playing sender bands that day. So the band was starting, we were playing a set of four fours and stuff, and a few women who had been at the beer tent and stuff saying, oh, there's a wee fella in the back line. Oh, come on, let's have a look and see what's up his kilt now. And I'm standing there playing, I feel a breeze, and everyone starts laughing and going, oh, look at oh, look. And I felt, you know, do I throw this drum round, or throw the drum off and chase after you and bat at you over the head with the drumsticks I have in my hand? Or do I just laugh it off? Because the crowd that was standing watching our band at the time were all kind of laughing along with the apparent joke. Saying, oh, what's under your kilt there? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So reading this story from Wally Armstrong (laughs) from the Red Hot Chilies, it really rung a bell with me. And I've, you know, been part of the Ulster Scots scene here in Northern Ireland and I've played many's a gig in a bar to the silly hours of the morning and when the drinks in wits out and they get the usual crack when people start getting steaming they normally yeah delve into sexual assault and go here lad what's up your kilt and then they throw a hand up there and start grabbing them and you're like well, what's going on so in this news report willie armstrong talks about the different kind of i don't know if there's a difference made at all but there certainly seems to be like a common Thread, you know, if this was to happen to a woman and she suddenly was on stage performing and somebody decided, I'm going to throw my hand up your skirt here, big girl, and see what happens. You, what do you think would happen? That dude would be either beat up by the crowd, he would be arrested and thrown in jail as a sex offender. But yeah, for some reason, whenever it happens to a chili piper, it's kind of laughed off. You know, the kilt is a gimmick and... Is it encouraged that people should throw their hands up there to have a grab and see if Wally's wearing underwear or not? I don't know. Reading the report on the BBC News uh, website makes for a very interesting reading. Wally does make some very accurate points that I'm sure a lot of you folks out there in the piping world will agree with. And um, it's not sexism, it's sexual assault. And he even details a story where someone was holding a camera and filming the Red Hot Chilies on stage. Now, that wasn't unusual, but what happened in this case is that this person was sitting in their seat and filming the gig, but then walked down to the front of the stage and decided to just reach their camera in front of them and attempt to take a photograph under the kilt of one of the players. And obviously... Once the guy realized this was happening, he kind of recoiled, went back a little bit, and thought, what are you doing? Why are you taking a photograph up my kilt? He then continued to play the rest of the gig, but then discovered to his horror that the person had taken a photograph up his kilt and was passing it along the row to everyone sitting there and enjoying the shows, going, hey, do you want to see what's up his kilt? Here you go, here you go, here you go. Horrifying. Horrifying stuff. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I have certainly experienced it myself. You know, band parades and stuff and playing at gigs where people get raucous. 
you know, it's the running joke. Oh, here, big lad, what's up your kilt? And then, you know, someone then does try and either hoist your kilt up around your ears or, yeah, you know, it's horrible, horrible stuff. And, yeah, if anything, once this dropped, so many other people came out with similar stories saying, yes, they experienced the same thing. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. Assault is assault. And that's what Willie was detailing here, you know. And, uh, yeah, regardless whether the kilt is seen as a gimmick or, you know, it's just because of the way that you're dressed, wearing a kilt doesn't assume permission. Do you know what I mean? That you're going to be up for the joke kind of thing. So, yeah, I have to say a huge thank you to Willie Armstrong of the Red Hot Chili Pipers for actually talking about this. It is kind of the unspoken about story in the piping world that never really gets talked about. And now that it's in the national media here in the UK, it has sparked a bit of a debate about the treatment of men and women wearing kilts at big events like this, or even small events. And, um, you know, the joke of what's up your kilt could, yeah, actually borderline assault. And, you know, for the longest time, people have always stayed quiet about it, laughed it off, saying, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, great. I hope you've had fun. Um, But, yeah, for others, it could be really quite serious. So there you go. If you guys out there have had any experience of this yourselves, uh, not just me, you know, I'm throwing myself under the bus here. I have experienced it more than once. That's for dang sure. Uh, But, yeah, you can tell me your own stories as well. I'm sure you guys have had experience of this in some form or other. Yeah, you can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, we have shared that story, of course, on our Facebook page, and you can actually go and follow some of the commentary on there on our Rab Show Facebook page. A lot of people are talking about this, and a lot of people, uh, you know, are kind of realizing that that kind of behavior isn't okay. And, uh, you know, a lot of folks who would have kind of laughed it off and thought, you know, uh, she's drunk or whatever, or he's drunk, and just let him away with it, you know, uh, you know, they might have just tried to grab a handful, but uh, no, let them away with it. But, you know, in current climate and everything, I don't know, bad behavior, bad behavior. Anyway, swiftly moving on to another news story, talking about COVID-19, the global pandemic and all the rest. The RSPBA, the association, managed to release a report that they had been provided with. Now, this was a scientific investigative report into the playing of bass instruments, singing, woodwind and bagpipes. Now, whenever you read this study, um, I have to say it was absolutely rubbish. And that's just my opinion. (laughs) I'm going to get so much stick for that. But honestly, I read this report from start to end. Now, it's quite lengthy and there's a lot of references and a lot of big name scientists and doctors and things are involved in the production of this. What I was hoping for is some sort of a conclusion from a medical perspective or a scientific perspective to tell us that either blowing a trumpet or trombone or a set of bagpipes, just how much risk does it involve for us pipers and drummers out there? Well, if that's what you're reading the report for and you're wanting to have a conclusion to tell you just how dangerous piping is, then you're out of luck. The report details that you blow into a blowpipe which goes into a bag which goes into the chanter. And that's about it. They tell you how bagpipes work. 
and they talk about airborne pathogens and all the rest and how they could travel through the instrument, but that's it. They don't talk about, you know, whether bystanders would be at risk, whether the player themselves is at risk, anything like that. It's actually quite embarrassing. Whenever you read it, it's kind of, yep, you're telling us how these instruments work, but you're not telling us, are, will they be putting anyone at risk by playing them? So, yeah, a bit of a waste of time, in my opinion. But, hey, I know I'm going to get stick for that. I'm, I can just see my phone ringing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you can go and check it out yourself. It's up there now on the RSPBA website. Uh, yeah, and what's our saying on this show? Draw your own conclusion. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, so go and have a read at it. Um, if anything, more interestingly, though, uh, there has been other scientific research been put into it, which hasn't been published yet. Uh, I think the producers of the bagpipe sanitizing product, Sanitone, have actually uh, said that they are in the process of producing a scientific uh, report into the use of bagpipes and COVID-19 and airborne pathogen and all the rest. So that will be interesting. Yeah. So, and if anything, the report itself also doesn't take into account water trap systems, uh, different things like that. So, you know, like the flux blowpipe and everything that's just come out, that's, you know, could revolutionize piping, I think, in my opinion. Uh, But, yeah, I don't know. Read the report and draw your own conclusion. (laughs) There you go. All right, moving on. I have to give a shout this week to Ran Furley House in Dungannon and the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School who are opening in Dungannon, which is all sorts of exciting. Now, I think this is the first time they're opening a school in Dungannon. So, yeah, they're now enrolling people who want to take up piping, drumming, snare, bass and tenor uh, or even drum majoring as well. You can contact them, of course, the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School. Uh, I think they have their headquarters there in Newton Ards in Belfast. So for those of you listening, you can go and do that. Or, of course, you can check them out on social media. Uh, the door's open for the new term on the 25th, which is tonight, just when we were recording this. Uh, so, yeah, 7 o'clock to 9.30, and it's 30 quid per term, and it's also £5 per exam. And the whole point in this is that they will actually put you through your paces and actually end up with a qualification at the end of it in piping or drumming. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, then go and check it out. Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School. Yeah, they're actually starting right now, tonight, the 25th of November. (laughs) So that's great to see. And if anything, it kind of bodes well to see that piping and drumming schools are starting to open their doors again here in Northern Ireland and around the UK for that matter too. We have had other news stories with other little piping and drumming schools that are small, you know, but small for a good reason. I suppose one of the conclusions from that RSPBA report that I just mentioned and from talking about the piping and drumming school is that... Keeping numbers low certainly helps, you know. Uh, Whenever it comes to actual gathering of people together, that's one of the biggest risk factors. Actually playing the instrument itself might be pretty harmless, in my opinion. Again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. Um, But yeah, that's the gathering of people, you know, that is the, the big risk factor. And that's why bands haven't been able to gather this last while. So, hey, you know, COVID-19, that seems to be the topic of the podcast every week. Moving on, on to another kind of a feel-good story. Last week, I mentioned that Fred Morrison, the bagpiping legend, the Fred Morrison of the, the Fred Morrison, yeah, the Fred Morrison, will be releasing a brand new collection of tunes called, simply, The Second Collection. Now, for those of you interested, you can go along to Fred's website and go and purchase a, a copy 
I think you can go and pre-order it. I think it's going to be available early December, so possibly next week. Uh, so, yeah, the second collection does feature tunes from Fred, of course, such as The Jig Sky. It also includes tunes called Kyle Howie's and Gordon Duncan's. <sighs> yeah, so if you're a Fred Morrison fan at all, you can go along to Fred's website now and go and pick it up. Uh, with a bit of luck, we have reached out to Fred Morrison and hopefully we'll get a chat with him on the show and to, to talk to us all about this second collection. So, yeah, this has been a long-awaited release by Fred Morrison, I have to say. It's been a long time since Fred has actually released a collection of tunes that he's composed. So, yeah, th- if you're a Fred Morrison fan at all, you're going to want to pick up a copy of this. Oh, you can also get it in bagpipespecialist.com as well. And I think all our retailers are starting to get it as well. So, yeah, if you're looking a book to put under your tree, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, here in the UK, we are in the middle of AGM season, let's just say, with various different branches around the length and breadth of the UK all starting to have their annual general meetings. The RSPBA Lothian and Border branch will be holding their annual AGM virtually via Zoom on uh, Sunday the 29th of November. That's going to kick off at 3pm. Apparently all band secretaries in that branch have already been contacted with instructions on how to join in. So there you are, band secretaries, check your emails. Also the Dundee, Perth and Angus branch will also be having their AGM on Monday the 30th. That'll be kicking off at half seven, again being held on Zoom. And again, all band secretaries that have been registered with the branch will have instructions in their email box telling you how to join and how to take part in voting instructions and all that stuff. So, band secretaries, check your email box. And the same could be said for the Northern Ireland branch as well. Apparently, they have emailed all band secretaries in Northern Ireland about the order paper and your Zoom link and everything for the upcoming AGM. And if you haven't got your email, then you are encouraged to contact the branch secretary at secretary at rspba secretary at rspbani.org there you go i can just about talk so yeah agm season now you guys know that once the branch level meetings have happened then the big one happens big one yeah an rspba hq but we reckon it'll probably be held virtually online via zoom uh because you know social gatherings and stuff and limited numbers and social distancing all that sort of stuff so um yeah as we hear more news about the actual headquarters agm when big decisions get made we'll let you know of any outcome but for now we're looking at the branch level stuff and uh yeah once we progress to the the big hq stuff then that's when it all starts moving and shaking (laughs) yeah but at branch level we do encourage you to go to your branch meetings though uh, because that's where decisions are made initially. And uh, so you can go and affect things at your own branch level, you know, and make some suggested changes for competition in your own area. And then if you do want to raise a question to HQ, it also gets discussed at branch level. And it's either voted on to say, yes, that's a good question. We support it as a branch when you go or no, and it gets knocked down. So, yeah, but we do encourage everyone to attend your meetings Let's face it, you're all going to be sitting at home anyway, so watch a couple of clicks on Zoom. You may as well. So click on Zoom, catch up what's happening in your local branch, and affect change. That's one of the big things that we always hear here in the Rab Show. So many folks complaining about stuff, and they never do anything about it. Well, that's where you go to do it. Go to your local branch meeting and affect change. You know, make your voice heard. If there's something you're not happy with, then shout about it. Someone was bound to listen to you eventually, I suppose. <laughs> but that's where you do it. All right. This week, I wanted to give a shout out to Aaron McLean Percussion. Those guys 
Um, I don't really want to spoil it, but they have a big announcement coming up very soon. They've been working furiously behind the scenes on a lot of exciting developments here in Northern Ireland and around the world for that matter. So if you aren't involved yet or you haven't even caught up with them yet, go and check it out. Aaron McLean, or McLean Percussion, I suppose, on social media. Of course, it's Aaron and John McLean. Of course, you know those guys. Uh, yeah, they're starting their own percussion consultancy, tuition all of that sort of stuff. It's really, really good. And those guys have been furiously working hard behind the scenes and they have a lot of real cool stuff coming your way. And that's all I really want to say on that. Yep, they've clued me in, told me what's happening, and then told me, ah, but you can't say anything. They're like, what? Why? Why? They told me all this really cool stuff and then I can't say anything. So, nightmare. So, but trust me, you'll want to be tuned in to McLean Percussion on social media uh, as the big announcements drop. Those guys have been working so hard behind the scenes on a lot of real cool drumming content and stuff. So, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff to come from them. Here you go. Shout out to McLean Percussion. Woo! All right. Another such shout out this week goes to Eric Evanhouse. Go on, Eric, you absolute legend. Now, why am I giving Eric a shout this week? Well, he has now composed another new tune. Yes, he has done it again. And uh, it's an absolute clinker. Now, I did hope to bring you the audio for this. Eric did send us a little audio clip of this tune being performed. But uh, I haven't managed to get the audio in time for this week's show, unfortunately. So, it's called uh, Carrie Ann's Fancy. And... uh, Honestly, it's an absolute belter. We have shared it out there on the Rab Show Facebook page. The sheet music and everything's available. Totally free. It's a 68 jig. It's an absolute clinker of a tune. And uh, yeah, I'm sure Eric out, out there would love to hear someone playing this. Uh, so yeah, if you would like to check it out, shout out to Eric Evanhouse. We have it shared out on the Rab Show Facebook page. Go and have a look at the you know, the sheet music, have a learn, have a, yeah, have a go, have a, buy a shot at it. It's an, honestly a cracking tune. And hopefully, yeah, next week I'll have the audio for you and be able to play a little clip of it. So there you go. Shout out to Eric, cracking tune, mate. Keep up the great work composing. Oh, as I mentioned about uh, McLean Percussion, I have to give a shout to Kerr McQuillan. Yeah, Kerr McQuillan on his own drumming percussion website and his social media. He has been furiously busy. Let's just say that. Even on TikTok as well, which I'm still trying to figure out how to use that app, by the way. Uh, all it seems to be is girls dancing about in bikinis all the time. It's very random. Uh, but yeah, Kerr McQuillan has been over there on TikTok uploading all sorts of incredible drumming videos, drumming along to pop music, folk music, and yeah, rap music and stuff. It's really, really fun. But Kerr McQuillan as well has been uploading a lot of old kind of vintage footage of him whenever he was just a little nipper taking part in a lot of different drumming events and solo drumming events. And it's just been great to see. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Kerr McQuillan. Really been enjoying your content this last while. A lot of incredible performance videos and stuff is up there. So, yeah, for you drumming fans, it's one to check out. Go and have a look at KMQ Drums on social media. And, uh, yeah, you can thank me later. You can thank me later. Apparently, there'll be all sorts of new music and videos that will drop on Black Friday. Yeah, so as a bit of a bonus, if you are following Care on social media, you'll be in for a treat for lots of great new drumming videos coming your way. There you are. All right, moving on. Speaking of Black Friday, there is a Black Friday special deal happening at the moment for the Belfast International Tattoo. Now, as you guys know, of course... The global pandemic cancelled everything in 2020, so we didn't get a tattoo this year. But, yeah, next year they are planning to open their doors for the Belfast International Tattoo 2021. And they've already made some sort of announcements and things about the various artists and such, but that's not what I want to talk about. 
I want to talk about the deal that they have currently at the minute. If you go to the SSEArenaBelfast.com, their box office, they're offering tickets at 10 quid off. Yeah, tickets to see the show would normally be 25 quid, but they're now been reduced to 15 for Black Friday. So guys, if you have ever thought about going to the Belfast International Tattoo, grab these tickets at this price. Honestly, to get a tenner off, that's a steal. And the show that you guys are going to receive in 2021, oh, I don't, oh, it's just going to be insane. It's uh, mental is the word I will use. It's going to be off the chain. The Belfast International Tattoo. Go and check it out. Ticketmaster.ie, of course, for tickets. Or you can get it at the SSE Arena uh, Belfast website. And that's where you go and grab them. The tickets are a tenner off. Go and grab them now. Avoid disappointment. We dare say this event will probably sell out pretty quick. Especially if the tickets are going so cheap. Uh, So, yeah, check out this Black Friday special deal. Grab your tickets now. Avoid disappointment. You've heard it from me. And you guys know how much I love the International Tattoo every year here in Belfast. It's an absolute cracker of an event. And yeah, don't miss it next year in 2021. It's going to be insane. All right. So you've been told. All right. Shout out to Strathallan School. Now, yeah, we have spoke about Strathallan before here on the show many times about their use of electronic chanters. Well, this past week, they've actually uploaded a bit of a video clip of the piping class in action in the classroom And all the guys are all sitting around using their electronic chanters. Now, these things are brilliant. And you can see that everyone is all sitting socially distant apart. And they're all wearing face masks because they don't have to blow into their practice chanter. And they're just playing tunes away in these electronic chanters. It's brilliant. So, of course, ourselves in the Big Rab Show have seen this and we shared it out on our social media, but it's definitely worth watching because it's kind of interesting. It shows how practice can be held during a pandemic and how these guys are continuing to work and play tunes using electronic chanters like this. Yeah, obviously it's an, you know a great tool for pipers and it just kind of shows and displays how it can work for a band setting. So, yeah, if you want to check that out, go to the Rab Show Facebook page or even the Strathallen School social media page. They've been uploading little video clips of how they're managing to teach and perform and practice and stuff during the middle of a pandemic. So it's great stuff. All right. Now, I did give a little plug and a little mention to the new Fred Morrison book that's coming out. But just this week, on the 23rd, actually, of November, we got an announcement from Ross Ainsley. Go on, Ross Ainsley, you legend. Ross Ainsley put out a massive announcement that he is dropping a brand new book and it's called The Homemade Tunes 2 (laughs) and that's it so he's been working away in the background over this last number of months we did think things were quiet from Ross we did wonder what was going on of course he released his brand new album called Vanna by the way if you haven't listened to that yet you're in for a treat perhaps I'll bring that to the podcast in the future show uh, but yeah Ross Ainsley's album Vanna is an absolute slapper it's brilliant it's amazing you got to have to go and check it out but right now he's released a brand new collection of tunes called Homemade Tunes 2 it's available through his website rossainsley.bandcap.com 
Dot com. There you go, just about talk. And uh, yeah, it'll drop on Friday the 4th of December. Apparently you can now actually go and pre-order the book. And uh, yeah, so you can guarantee delivery on the 4th of December. There you are. Now, Ross, to accompany the book, is also releasing a series of videos of him actually performing tunes from the book. So leading up to release day, Ross will be releasing various different videos of him performing these new tunes from his collection. And I've listened to the first couple. And oh my god. Yeah, it's Ross Ainsley. Come on. <laughs> so fantastic stuff. For those Ross Ainsley fans, this is one definitely not to miss. And a great Christmas gift for the Piper in your life, I suppose. So go and check that out. RossAinsley.bandcamp.com. Go and grab the new copy of his Homemade Tunes Volume 2. Definitely going to be worth picking up. Trust me. Trust me. Okay, moving on. Now, I did say that there was some piping action this past weekend, actually. And I have to give a shout to Northern Beaches Pipe Band Contest, which was held there in sunny Australia. Yes, on Sunday, the 22nd of November, there was a competition that was held down under. Now, I'm not just talking a solo competition. I mean an actual band competition. Now, honestly, watching some of these performances... I it nearly drew a tear to my eye. I've got the old lump in the throat and everything. Because watching these bands perform in public, in a competition circle with judges around them and a crowd watching them as well. Guys, it it just made me realise just how much I've missed it this year. You know? Seeing these folks in Australia competing and playing it just really brought it home how much we've lost this year, you know, in the UK. But, hey, I have to say a massive thank you to the folks there in Australia. This competition seemed to be so much fun. Uh, we have uploaded, very well, shared out some of the performances from the Grade 2 band, the Pipe Band Club. There's also been performances by Grade 4 Ace, the Scots College, Pipes, band, Pipes and Drums, and also performances by Knox Grammar. Uh, so the, yeah, and I think this is Governor Marquis Macquarie. Yeah, so there you go. Me pronouncing stuff wrong. Yeah, <laughs> there is performance videos online from this competition, and we have shared them out on the Rab Show social media. Yeah, and yeah, shout out to the Pipe Band Club. You guys thoroughly entertained us, uh, but did draw a tear almost from ourselves. <laughs> thinking, oh my god, we missed this so much. Uh, so, yeah, you guys in Australia, so lucky at the moment. They seem to be able to hold competitions with minimal risk, uh, but hoping that ourselves here and the rest of the UK and around the world, hoping we can get back on the grass shortly too. Yeah, awesome stuff. All right. Now, I have to give a little plug for the Rab Show YouTube channel. Have you guys subscribed to the YouTube channel? You should be subscribed to the Rab Show YouTube channel. If you haven't, then you need to because we've been uploading a wealth of content over there on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel, including our interview from last week from Pipe Major Alan Tully. Yeah, and have you watched that video yet? Yeah. If anything, what we've been doing this last while, as we interview some big names here on the podcast, we actually bring their video of the interview to our YouTube channel. So we really hope you guys have been enjoying those. And... um what happens is, actually, when the interview is recorded, it goes up straight onto our Patreon page. So it could be a week or two before it actually hits the podcast. So if you want to catch these interviews early, and you actually want to see the video before everyone else, then 
Patreon is where it's at. So this interview actually with Pipe Major Alan Tully has been on our Patreon page for a few weeks now. It was on the podcast last week, as you guys know. Um, but you guys on Patreon would have already heard it. You probably would have seen it all already and you knew Alan's answers to all the questions. So, hey, there you go. But yes, shout out to Pipe Major Alan Tully again. If you haven't checked out his brand new website, writemymedley.com, or his new collection of tunes, Soccer, then you really should. Honestly, it's going to be worth the price of purchase. So many great new collections at the moment. Yeah, you're spoilt for choice when it comes to new music, I suppose. So go and check out that video. That's up there in the Rap Show YouTube channel right now. Also, remember back to episode 200, it's only a couple of weeks ago now, but yeah, when we spoke to Stephen Russell from the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, well, yes, the interview and the video from that interview has hit our YouTube channel as well. So yeah, if you want to see Stephen and mine, our handsome faces, blathering away about our experiences producing the Big Rab Show, then go and check that out as well. That's up there now on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel. Okay. Now, I did mention on previous Big Rab shows that Kyle Howe is actually holding a bit of an online workshop for pipers and drummers, including some big names from around the bagpiping world. Yeah, I'm not going to get into exactly the who's who because I've already told you all about that. Uh, But you can go now and grab your tickets, kylehowe.co.uk. And those of you listening or... Yeah, to the Big Rab Show podcast, you guys can get a special 10% discount on your tickets. Yeah, so if you're actually going to be registering for Kyle Howe's workshop, uh, let me see, don't check the date. Yeah, it's going to be coming on the 12th and the 13th of December, so over that weekend. So yeah, if you want to learn from some of the best in the piping game, uh, thanks to Kyle Howe, we are offering you 10% off. Yeah, just by using our promo code, which is Friend of Rab. There you go, friend of Rab, and uh, all uppercase, no spaces, all one one big long spiel, friend of Rab, just type that into the checkout whenever you're checking out, and you get 10% discount when you're signing up. There you go, and hey, you've just saved money by listening to the podcast, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, if you're going to sign up, sign up for Kyle Howe's workshop, it's going to be happening the 12th and 13th of December, then get money off just by listening to the podcast by typing in friend of Rab at the checkout, and you get a little discount. There you go. Awesome stuff. Thank you, Kyle, for that. That's awesome, by the way. It's great to be able to offer our listeners money off. Okay. Speaking of the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast, and I did give them a, a bit of a plug there. Uh, yeah, I have to mention that their online recital challenge is around the corner. Yeah, Saturday the 5th of December. <sighs> so excited for this. It's going to be all sorts of incredible. Because we have Scott Wallace, Ross Miller, John Dew, and Anora Morris all duking it out for a cash prize. Now, the whole thing will be judged by a, a judging panel of Alan Tully and Bob Worrell. This event itself is going to be incredible. So for more information, of course, go to bagpipespecialists.com and go and get your tickets. Tickets are £7.50, and honestly, guys, that is cheap at twice the price. Probably three times the price, because some of the performances we're about to see is going to be incredible. These guys have 20 minutes uh, to do what they want. It doesn't have to be an MSR or a hornpipe jig or... These guys just have 20 minutes to fill with amazing music. So this this is going to be so much fun, you know. Really looking forward to seeing what these guys bring to their 20-minute spot. So, yeah, go to bagpipespecialist.com. Go and grab your tickets, £7.50 each. And honestly, yeah, you're going to be in for an evening's entertainment and a half, let's just say. So shout out to the guys up to the line, the Pipe Band Podcast. 
I can't wait for this event. It's going to be so exciting. It's that Saturday, 5th of December, just next week. Awesome stuff. All right. Now, speaking of tuning in and watching stuff online, I have to mention Rora. Now, we have mentioned Rora before here on the show. We talked about their new album, Live at the Old Fruit Market. We even spoke to their fiddle player as well. Remember that? Yeah, so for those of you who are Rora fans now and have discovered the band thanks to our show, well, they're actually going to be holding a live broadcast this weekend. Yes, November 27th, Rora are going to be performing live on stage and broadcasting it live online. And this is absolutely amazing. I think this is the first time that Rora have been on stage since lockdown started in the beginning of March. So for those of you who are interested in getting tickets for this, then go along to Rora's website. So rora.co.uk, that's R-U-R-A.co.uk. And uh, yeah, if you've listened to that previous podcast where we did feature Rora's fiddle player and we featured a lot of their music and we've told you guys to go and listen to them, they're an incredible band, but they're simply amazing live. They have to be experienced. So yeah, if you're looking for some piping and some blistering, you know, Celtic and folk music, some amazing music from these guys. Then, yeah, Friday, 27th of November, starting at 8 pm UK time. Go and grab your tickets now, rora.co.uk. That's going to be one heck of a show. Yeah. All right, guys, that's it for the piping news. If you've lasted this long in the podcast, you deserve a medal, my friend. That's about over an hour's worth of uh, piping news and stuff. Didn't I tell you? It may well be the 25th of November and you think that the piping world has stopped moving and nothing's really happening, but au contraire, it never stops. We just keep on going with the piping goodness. <laughs> All right, guys, I think it's that point in the show where, yeah, it's time for me to get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums, 
and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. McClellan Bagpipes From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan From Uist in Scotland They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making Using the finest materials Employing bespoke design And committing to constant innovation and evolution Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter Plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information McClellan Bagpipes Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. And, yeah, you have clicked on this week's episode because of the title, I assume. This week, we have quite an incredible interview uh, from Chris Gray. And I'm so excited to bring you this interview to this week's podcast. For those of you who don't know who Chris Gray is, well... We're going to let Chris introduce himself and we'll talk all about his amazing music and his playing to date. And uh, yeah, just why are we talking to him on the podcast? There's a very good reason. Uh, In fact, there's many. So yeah, without further ado, let's introduce Chris to the podcast. So welcome to the podcast and to our YouTube channel, Mr. Chris Gray. Chris, how are you, sir? I'm grand, thanks. Yourself? God, the best. Hi. Now, whenever we're recording this, it's early on a Sunday morning. What what else would you be doing on a Sunday morning at this time, Chris? Well, <laughs> uh, oh, it's different most weeks. So, uh, oh, grand to be up early on a Sunday. And that would be tough. Oh, That's it indeed, mate. Now, the reason why we're chatting to you could be for any amount of different reasons. You've been quite a busy character over all of this global pandemic nonsense. How have you found being in lockdown and all of that this last while? Yeah, I mean, very it's very challenging for for everyone, uh, particularly musicians. So, it's for me, it's it's always been about um, trying to find some different ways to, you know, keep occupied um, and and all those sorts of things. So, I mean, musically, uh, of course, everyone would love to be out here in events and, and doing that sort of thing. But uh, it's uh, for me, I've been trying to um, do other things as much as I can. So uh, I've been writing some different pieces of music for different projects and uh, teaching online as well. So, I mean, that's been nice to in, in, engage with people when we've obviously not had that so much. So, yeah, there's, there's, always, there's always so many things to work on personally with music. So... Um, yeah, just been doing that really. Just, uh, just chipping away and doing what you can, Chris. So, f- for those folks out there who don't know who Chris Gray is, um, I don't know where you've been. You've maybe been living under a stone somewhere. But, Chris, do you want to explain to folks that you're kind of a, a multi instrumentalist, you're a bagpiper, whistle player, keyboard player? Do you want to tell folks about you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm originally from Walkerby uh, in Dumfries and Galway, and I moved to Glasgow. Uh, ooh, it was about six, seven years ago to study at the conservatoire. So I did my degree there, traditional music. Um, my first instrument when I was really young was the pipes. Uh, so I took that up and uh, I, was, I was really involved with that mainly. Um, but then later taking up the piano and whistle and 
throughout that time as well, starting to write a lot of my own music. Um, so yeah, that's that's led me to now uh, have my career in music and doing various things with my own music and then also working with different people, different projects. Um, yeah, so I, I love playing lots of different kinds of music, but I would say predominantly known for uh, trad or folk music, um, and that's what um, I've mostly been up to, yeah. That's it, but you're also involved with a little known band known as Inverarian District as well. You know, you could kind of, you could drop that in there as well, in the mix. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I've had, had the joy of playing with them since I uh, joined the end of 2011, uh, and have been a member of them since, and uh, yeah, it's been quite incredible just being a part of that all, and uh, seeing it even from that stage, the band, um, prior to that, I'd, I'd followed the band, um, obviously, uh, but I'd, I'd watched the band and wanted to be a part of that, so um, even from that stage, the band was obviously already in grade one, but then it's evolved uh, a lot since then, and uh, lots of great experiences, yeah. Definitely, yeah. But if anything, I wanted to chat to you about all the interesting projects on that that you've been involved outside of Inverary. Because you're an interesting character because you have kind of, you have best of both worlds. You're involved in the competitive piping scene, but you're also involved in the creative piping scene in the Celtic music world as well. How do you find the two worlds kind of intermingle? Well, there's certainly a lot of uh, similarities and differences, of course. Um, I, from a personal point of view, I, I just really enjoy being creative and creating new music and interacting with people and, and seeing uh, people enjoy that. Um, so that, that's such a big thing for me. So that's perhaps why I, I had such an interest in taking up you know, piano and whistle and seeing where I could take that as well as, as my piping. Um, so, yeah, it's just d- very different different platforms. But um, for me, you know, I, I'm always thinking about the music. And even in the competitive uh, arena, uh, I'm thinking about the, um, the, the musical perspective um, as, as much as possible. That's, you know, that's the main incentive always. So... Definitely, yeah, and there you go. And it shines through with some of Inverary's performances and some of your own performances, Chris, as well. Uh, so I want to talk about, well, first of all, your album, your new album, Chris Gray, as it's self-titled, has been nominated for the Scots Trad Music Awards. What about that? <laughs> yeah, so delighted to, to hear, the, hear that. And um, that, that album's been a bit of a project that's been on for a while for me. Uh, it's all it's all my own material, and I've been writing tunes for quite a few years. So, um, gathered that all together, um, and had a lot of uh, amazing people involved to to create that. Um, but yeah, my my goal there is again to create something uh, fresh and um, kind of original to me. Um, and like I was saying there before, just just being creative and creating some new sounds. So. Uh, yeah, um, so I, that that came out in January, mm-hmm. uh, and I was uh, launched that at Kelly Connections. I'm very fortunate, I have to say, after everything that's happened, that that, that happened before everything that's kicked off the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. Um, so that that was actually probably the last main show uh, I did before everything. So 
Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, if anything, thankfully, we do have some actual video footage of you on stage doing your thing. Now, the first track, actually, I want to play on the show and here on our YouTube channel is a track called High Voltage. And there's a familiar face joining me on stage with this one. Yeah. So this track was intended to be, um, as the title suggests, it's really high energy. Um, and my idea behind it was to see if I could combine um, Highland Heights with Concertina. That was one of the main main ideas, um, just to explore something different there. So, mm. I, like, some of the tracks on the album have developed as I went, but some of them also had kind of concepts from the start, uh, and that's one that I had for that one. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, fun to, to do that. Fantastic stuff. Well, if anything, I think you might recognize this familiar face from Talisk. Joining Chris on stage with High Voltage, here's a wee clip of it now. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, I've watched that clip now a bunch of times, but before this interview, <laughs> can you tell us what it was? What was it like on stage on the night then? And it was, it was such a buzz, really, uh, because I'd been working on that music for quite a long time. So that was the the first time that all of the material, like all the album, uh, start to finish, was played, um, and the that was in the Oran Moore. Uh, in Glasgow, which is a, a fantastic venue, mm, yeah. um, and uh, we um, just the nature of the project, we had quite quite a lot of guests there and musicians. So it was it was tight squeeze at times, but it was it was good to have all those amazing people there. And that was one of the main things for me in creating the album was seeing uh, all these individual really special talents um, bring their. Um, uh, take on the music and put their own individual stamp on it to take it somewhere else so that was one of the, one of the highlights for me and uh, especially having them all in the same room playing together that was special so yeah. that's it too and you can tell just by looking at the audience's faces they're like wow what did I just hear so if anything if folks didn't want to get their hands on the album and let's face it they're going to have to because it's kind of a if you're a piping fan or a trad fan at all, you need to get a copy of Chris's album. Okay, I'll say that. <laughs> but wh- where can folks go and grab this then, Chris? Yeah, so there's a few different places. Well, it's on my website, uh, chrisgraymusic.com, and it's also available on Bandcamp and Apple Music. So, anyway, so yeah. 
all major platforms and all the rest. So I think at this point we'll maybe play another short clip this time. But this one's called Eight Minutes in uh, Chapala, if I, if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, tell us about this next one. Uh, so this is a set of three polkas. Um, and I, this is a, a whistle set. Um, so the first tune uh, is that, like you said, there's the title track and... Um, I was on a trip to Slovakia uh, a few years ago, and it was actually with some of the crew in Inverary, and uh, just the nature of our, our, our flights were a wee bit delayed uh, coming back, but obviously one had a knock-on to mm. the other one. Yeah. Uh, so by the time we got into um, Schiphol, it was a, a tight squeeze to make the other one. It was, didn't think we were going to make that, um, but it looked like... Um, one of the guys in the band, I think it was, I think it was Gus Sickard, said we were, I think he clocked it. It was something like eight minutes in the airport. So <laughs> something like that, you know, it was a, a very tight squeeze, but we made it. Um, so that's the first tune. Um, and the second tune is called Lee's X. And that's named after a good friend of mine, Christina Lizek, who um, I spent time with. I was, I was in Sweden for five months a few years ago. And so she's a Swedish um, fiddle player and singer. So we do some some playing together as well. And the third tune is uh, it's called the last Jaffa cake. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, again, it's after another friend who was particularly fond of Jaffa cakes, um, and their their sadness to see the last one in the packet. So that's uh, for them. I know, I know the feeling well, Chris. Yeah. So, yeah. Without further ado, here, here's the track itself.
Wow, Chris, that's incredible. And you did mention about being a tight squeeze on stage. I noticed the whole string section and all there. Like that was quite packed on stage. Do you want to tell us about all the folks that were up there with you? Yeah, so th- throughout the evening, um, there's a lot of um, guests that joined me. Um, on the evening, uh, we had uh, Graham McKenzie on fiddle, uh, Ennis Watson on guitar, uh, Michael Biggins on keys, uh, Duncan Lyle on bass, Mark Scobie on drums, and then also, uh, of course, Mozin that we mentioned, uh, Ewan McPherson on mandolin, and then um, on the album, uh, Graham McKenzie recorded the string parts. Um, but there was many layers on the album, so we wanted to, I wanted to try and replicate that live. So there were some additional players came in uh, to play those parts. So we had um, um, Patsy Reed on violin, we had uh, Shauna Aitken uh, also on violin, and then we had uh, Sarah Leonard playing viola and Alice Allen on cello. Um, so amongst, um, I think I've, I don't, hope I've not forgotten anyone there. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, everyone that was, uh, so, oh, there's one other person. Uh, so Cal McCrimmon joined me on Pipes for a set ah, as well. Yes. And he was also involved with um, producing the album with me. Um, but yeah, each of those characters had all um, have very special careers themselves and very diverse influences. Yeah. So um, yeah, a bit Definitely. of a melting pot for it also. I think so, and that, that's possibly the best description for the album as well, as well, Chris. If you don't mind me saying so, you can tell that there's been so many influences, both on you and your music, but also on your presentation of it. Like, as you say, there's many, many different layers to the music. So it, it's not, you know, something you'll get instantly on the first listen, I'll have to say. It takes, you know, I've been having it in the card CD player now for weeks. <laughs> It's just a fantastic album. So, yeah, I'll sing your praises, plug and pro. You need to get this album, folks. Okay, so there you go. Now, as well as that, you've also made it through to the semi-finals of the BBC Young Scratch Trad Musician of the Year 2020. Or 2021, even, I should say. But uh, can you tell us about that whole process, Chris, then? How you actually make it through to the semis? So, um, earlier this year... Um, the, the application process, um, submit your music, um, a wee bit about yourself, why you're um, passionate about traditional music and why you um, want to do that as a career. Um, and then from there, um, 12, 12 uh, semi-finalists are chosen. And uh, so it, it, it went ahead recently um, and a, a huge congratulations to the organizers for making that happen i mean albeit there was there was no audience um yeah. that was just uh, the start of october and it was at the bbc in glasgow um so i mean that was it was brilliant to um just to be there and play um you know considering everything that's going on that's uh, such a nice space and, and whatnot so um yeah it's fantastic to see you up there, Chris, if anything. And we mentioned it on the show before. Where I go, wow, there's Chris. Yeah, brilliant. So <laughs> we can't wait to see the results of all the recordings and stuff and we'll be able to watch it on the telly like everyone else. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, so also, before I let you go, I have to talk about another incredible project that you've been involved in, the Fraser Shaw Remix Project. 
Can you tell us, first of all, what is this Remix project? So um, this was an initiative uh, by the Fraser Shaw Trust. And um, so the trust was set up in, in memory of Fraser. So he uh, tragically died um, a few years ago. And um, the trust does amazing work, really, in memory of Fraser. He, he was a, a piper uh, whistle player and <clears throat> amazing composer himself. Um, and he had the ambition that he wanted to release his own uh, tune book. Um, sadly, his his illness uh, got in the way before that was possible to happen. Yeah. But um, years ago, uh, many of his friends and uh, also very well-known names on the folk music scene now uh, got together and made this happen. So there's a, a beautiful album there um, of Fraser's music and... Uh, the idea was a few years on now um, to invite artists to come up with proposals to reimagine it. So basically take one of Fraser's tunes and put a completely different uh, spin on it. Um, so I was uh, delighted and, and honoured to be a part of that. So as one of 10 artists and it was the videos and, and new arrangements that came out were really diverse. So you had, um, you know, uh, uh, various musicians on the trad scene, but then also people out with that. Um, so you had some DJ remixes and some, you know, going into some different styles. Um, but I mean, that that showcases the how uh, flexible and these compositions are. Um, yeah. So I I did an arrangement for that where I was predominantly on keys, um, and then also laid down a few whistle parts and I was joined by James Lindsay on bass uh, who's uh, many know from the band from Ray Brack. Ray Brack. Yeah, yeah. and uh, also Scott Mackay on drums and uh, just the nature of things just now we recorded it from our homes so we each did our parts separately so we never met up and rehearsed as such we just I, I put the arrangement together and then we just went for it and uh, yeah I was, I was delighted with how that came out and it was a lot of fun to have the uh, creative focus just now as well. Um, so that's it. Yeah. So if anything, I think we can maybe squeeze in a quick clip of that just before we let you go. So this is what uh, strings and blowy things. Is that the title of it? <laughs> yeah. So that the tune that I chose to arrange was written by Fraser Shaw actually for um, Cal McCrimmon and his wife Laura Beth. Um, for those that don't know, um, they're both fantastic players of strings and boy things, you know, <laughs> being a, um, a piper, whistle player, and uh, Warbeth also known uh, mostly for playing mandolin. So uh, that was a tune uh, that was written for them. Fantastic stuff. Well, here is strings and blowy things.
Chris, that looks like so much fun that you guys had there. It's just, yeah. <laughs> was it fun putting it all together? Yeah, it was absolutely. It was a, a different thing to what I've done previously, for sure. Um, I was also, uh, I, I did the video editing for that as well, um, which is, a, you know, for a lot of us, it's a new skill uh, doing it in that kind of level. So, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting process, you know, never... Um, arranging a track and recording it without having met up with musicians at all. Uh, it's a, a different process, but it was, uh, yeah, it was fun to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Well, as us as music fans, we're more than happy to be able to tune in and watch it. So thank you for producing that. So Chris, I've got some actual personal questions about yourself then. Uh, can you tell us, first of all, who inspires you in your playing? Is there anyone out there in the piping scene, the trad scene that you look to as thinking, Wow, they're amazing. Um, I would say my, my my musical influences are quite uh, quite spread. Um, I love so many different kinds of music. So, mm. um, I mean, I uh, I listen to a lot of actually as well as trad. I listen to a lot of classical and jazz and mm. a wee bit of everything really. Um, but I mean, I undoubtedly haven't spent such a significant time with the band within Vareri. I mean, um, being being in there, that's definitely a, a big influence. And of yeah. course, uh, Stuart there being um, like prolific, and it's uh, for for many people, of course. Um, but just from a young age, because I joined the band when I was fifteen, mm-hmm. uh, so it's been a quite a, a long time there. So that's one influence, and and on the on the traditional music scene there's oh, there's so many people uh creating brilliant music uh it's hard to name name one or two there's a lot of different things going on there that i really enjoy and that's it so you just you just kind of you drink it all in kind of really chris from all angles really yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so so many people doing incredible things really it's amazing yeah. Oh, that's it. And if anything, then that brings me up to my next question, which is probably a big rad show staple, uh, is what has been your most memorable moment in playing music? This, yeah. <laughs> has there been any one standout moment that you think, whoa, that's kind of awesome? Jeez, oh. <laughs> There's been a few special moments, so it's quite hard to pick, pick one. Um, yeah. Just... I, I kind of see each moment as like a very unique kind of experience in itself. So they're all very different. Um, for me, for, for a, a personal point of view, the, the, the launch at the start of the year, um, it, it's definitely up there for me because it's uh, to play a full show of entirely your own music um, was a special thing for me and to share it with those people. Um, but I mean, across over the last few years, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of different opportunities to travel and meet different people, and um, so there's there's so many kind of different interactions there that I've, I could mention. Yeah, that's it. Hard, yeah. hard one to answer. It is. It's a difficult question, definitely. Yeah, and then that possibly brings me on to another one that always has all everyone cringing: is uh, have you got a most embarrassing moment through playing? <laughs> oh! <laughs> Any moment that has you going, oh no, that was terrible. 
I'm sure, I'm sure there must be one or two. <laughs> not, you can not, just see the comments coming in now. Oh, Chris, do you not remember this? No, <laughs> uh, no I, I can't. They're not coming to me right now. Thanks to be a couple. No worries. Well, if anything, then before I let you go, there are some big rap show staples that we ask every guest that comes on. Uh, Chris Gray, what is your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese? Mm. Uh, I love halloumi, actually. Ooh. Putting that in some pasta or things. Yeah, you're talking. That's a good one. Uh, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Um, I do like it, actually. Um, if I was to order a pizza, it's... If I started pizza, pizzas it wouldn't be my first choice, but I, I, I do I don't mind it actually. There you go. Yeah, I won't get rid of it. That's interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> well, if anything, then uh, I think well, the last question this came from one of the guys in the big rab show team actually says, Can you drive a tractor? Do you know how to drive a tractor? <laughs> I don't know where that come from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cu- I'm curious who asked that as well. <laughs> and the and the, the reasoning. Um I've never tried. No. <laughs> Uh, that would, yeah, like to try sometime. I don't know. I don't know where that inspiration from that question comes from, but there you go. Uh, so, Chris, if anything, man, thank you so much for taking time to chat to us here on the Rab Show. We really appreciate it. And thank you for all of the amazing music you've been producing. It's been incredible. Um, so, do you want to remind folks again just where to go and grab a copy of this album and check out all of it, your online teaching and everything that you're at? Yeah, so. Uh, well, I've got various kind of online platforms, um, but my website is chrisgraymusic.com. Um, but then I'm on, you know, all the all the obvious ones: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah. The the album. Uh, this is the album here. Um, yeah, look at that. Yeah. That's uh, everything there, <laughs> and uh, you can see all this beautiful artwork here. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's on my site, um, but. My album and, and teaching everything's on on my website and and also music on Bandcamp and Apple Music. So all of that exactly. Yeah. Well, Chris, if anything, man, again, thank you for the amazing tunes, man. Keep them coming, and uh, yeah, we're more than keen to hear more new releases from yourself in the future. Very excited. Uh, yeah. So, if anything, then, what does the future hold for yourself then in the near future? Obviously, you have. The Trad Awards coming up, Scott's Trad Awards for your album. You also have the BBC Awards coming up as well. What else is, is there for you in the future? Well, I mean, at the moment, uh, well, I think like many people, we're just we're just uh, patiently waiting until it's possible to kind of uh, just to see what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, my my ambition and was to be out playing more, especially with this new music. Um, I'm I'm always uh, writing stuff and arranging new music, so I, I, that's the thing. Just having lots of new opportunities to play and with different people and recording and all that sort of thing. And it's just it's just I enjoy the eclectic mix um, of doing these different things. Um, but I mean, for for the meantime, I think it's just sitting tight and. You know, just um, doing doing all the right things at the moment. You know, um, just like think, thinking of others that are not so are not are going through difficult times right now, is, and everyone that's just you know. But yeah, musically, hopefully, 
we can get stuck into things again soon. That's but, it indeed. But, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, if uh, I love hearing from people as well. So if anyone would like to um, ask anything about my music or uh, get in touch with anything, I'd like you to hear from anyone. So, there you go. Uh, indeed. Well, Chris, again, thank you so much for taking time to chat to us. And uh, yeah, I'll wish you all the very best for the future. Stay in touch. Thanks all very much. Pleasure. Thanks. Wow, there you have it. What an incredible interview with Chris Gray there. I have to say a massive, massive thank you, Chris, for taking time to chat to us, uh, which was recorded very early on a Sunday morning. So thank you for taking time (laughs) to chat to us. So, guys, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you all so much for clicking on download this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, then please do consider giving us a subscribe. So each and every week, whenever I upload another one, you'll get a little bing to let you know that I have uploaded another one. Also, you can check us out on thebigrabshow.com. That's where all the action happens. You can get your merch over there. You can get access to our Patreon page where you can help support the show. Plus, you can get some sweet, sweet Big Rab Show merch. And, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff happening over there on thebigrabshow.com. All right, guys. That's it. I am out the door. I hope you've managed to enjoy this week's episode. And we've got a lot of great content coming your way over the next four or five weeks. Uh, We have... uh, I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to spoil it, but we have some big shows coming your way through the Christmas period and the holiday season and all that. Oh, baby, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. But suffice to say, ourselves and the Rab Show team are absolutely knocking our lamps out at the minute. We have a lot of work ahead of us, uh, but we really hope you guys are going to enjoy the incoming shows. So like I said, if you aren't subscribed, then... Make sure you don't miss a podcast every single week over this next five to six weeks. We've got some real big ones coming your way. Trust me. All right. Let's get out of here. That's it. Honestly, guys, thank you so much for downloading and helping support the show each week. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here and we wouldn't do a podcast, basically, because it'll just be me talking to myself in this microphone. Anyway, that's it. I'm out the door. I will see you all next week for another Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful for just $5 a month. Get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.